the Deep South's oldest rivalry comes a little early this year as uh, the dogs look to beat Auburn in Athens, Georgia. I'm Tito Chibuye. With me, as always, is Keegan Chanel. And this is Dogs Off the Week. I do it for the dogs. Week two. Ah, I'm kind of, I, I feel weird about it. I know COVID's going on and everything, but I'm so used to having Auburn on my birthday weekend. I'm a little, I'm a little disappointed I'm not going to get a victory against Auburn, you know, next birthday, but I guess it is what it is. Well, if it's any consolation, my birthday is this month, and this would definitely be an early birthday present that I'm willing to share the leftovers of. Okay, that makes me feel a little bit better. I mean, not <laughs> doesn't do the whole job, but that's okay. I'll, I'll let you have that. You, you deserve one, right? Hey, thanks, man. <laughs> so uh, this is going to be a top ten matchup, probably one of the bigger, bigger games uh, of the college football season to date. Uh, we're coming in number four off of our win, and Auburn is coming in number seven off of their win against Kentucky. Now, I went back and I watched a little bit of that game. Um, Kentucky was ranked at the time. I'm not really sure how much hype they're getting this year. Um, it was a win for Auburn. I don't know how impressive it was, but I guess we're going to find out uh, pretty soon. Any early impressions for you uh, on what you may have seen of Auburn or what you may have heard up to this? Well, I feel like Auburn's got a pretty good team. They have Bo Nix. Like, that's a he's an X factor in my eyes. Like, I feel like he's got the mobile caliber of. Someone like a Tim Tebow, maybe a Tim Tebow light, if you will. Um, I feel like, you know, they've always had a steadfast defense. I feel like Auburn, you know, they got uh, Tank Bigsby at the running back position. Uh, overall, you know, they're a solid team. They definitely have some weapons, and they're one of the better teams in the country. But I feel like they're just a tier beneath us in a recruiting sense and really in a competition sense. I mean, what, we're on a three-year game winning streak which is kind of like nerve-wracking because it's like you figure yeah they're waiting like, for a w they're yeah for a w. yeah so i mean but with that said you know here we are three and oh in the last you know few years so i feel like we've been on another level and i just don't see them matching us but overall i do think auburn's a team to be respected they have some weapons they're uh quite dangerous and you know every year they upset the elite tier uh since I feel like they fell off, you know, what, I don't when did they win the national title? I think that was uh, 2010 or 11 with Cam Newton, which was, which so was it's been a minute. Season. Yeah. It's, it's Great. Amazing, amazing. Amazing season. Amazing yeah. season. But they, they've really fallen off since then. Auburn is not really on our level, to be honest. <laughs> like, as much as, I'm still, as much as, still nervous. They, they're to be respected. And as you should be. Like, they're, they're a yeah. good program. They're a good program. But mind Absolutely. you, um, so are we. Auburn hasn't actually won in Athens since 2005. Um, and as early – this is this is a big matchup early in the season. So both teams are kind of, you know, looking for a win, and this could go either way. This won't tank anybody's season, but this can really help it take off. Now, um, yeah. you know, being that's such a big rivalry, I'm sure you have, you know, a memory from past Auburn games, uh, one that sticks out in particular. Mine's actually pretty recent that I wanted to talk about um, – just just a couple of years ago, I, I believe, I want to say it was 16-17 um, when we still had DeAndre Swift, and we played Auburn in the regular season. I believe it was at Auburn, and they beat us. And then we ended up seeing them in the SEC championship game. And DeAndre Swift, 
if there is such a thing as a walk-off in um, football, shout-out to the Braves, uh, Young and Fifth had that huge run, and that sent us, that sent us, I think, to the playoffs that year, too, as we won the SEC championship, which was um, a great win, especially over Auburn. So that's that's really one that I'm still hanging on to. <laughs> as much as I'm sure they hate it, that's one that really sticks to me. Do you got any, any favorites, Auburn memories? I do remember just classic games in general, just between Georgia and Auburn, like as a kid, like without any – direct specific game i just remember the feeling of it's auburn you know like everyone's getting hyped like something was in the air when auburn was playing georgia even as a kid but one game that sticks to my mind of late is just that todd Gurley comeback game when he had like three touchdowns 100 and something yards rushing catching the ball he had a kick return taken back and i think georgia ended up thumping auburn like 45 to 7 at home. That yeah, may awesome. have been a home game as well. And, and on top of that, the, the blackout game, which is um, notorious in, in Georgia football history with no Sean oh, yeah. and those guys. And um, so we do have black jerseys. I think we're going to wear them pretty regularly now. I hope we break that stigma. I hope we actually bring it against Auburn. But it's been a no no in UGA football for, for quite some time. So we'll see what the jerseys look like. Um, but you, you got the offense now. I took a look into our offense last week. Uh, Stetson Bennett actually finished with 93.6 QBR, which was second in SEC uh, quarterback last week. So I'm wondering if Kirby's going to ride the hot hand. I know JT Daniels has been clear. Do we see him? Does Kirby throw him into the fire? And then also, as we'll get to kind of when I cover my defensive part, Auburn doesn't have as many offensive weapons as they had, so I think the defense will be good, but on offense, we will still have to deal with Kevin Steele, who is, I believe, is the highest-paid defensive coordinator in college football, and there's a reason for that. He, he's a great coordinator. He always has been. Regardless of what type of talent Auburn has on their defense, they did lose some top talent last year. This guy, they, they reload as well. Maybe not top-tier reload, but don't doubt that they have uh, talent on that side of, of the ball. So what are you looking for from the offense? What do you expect? So we were able to enjoy Todd Munkin's offensive philosophy come to life last week when we saw the dogs get the ball spread around quite a bit. I know in the recap episode we mentioned that, you know, three of the running backs uh, made for five catches, and I think uh, three tight ends got the ball. We had some young guys get the ball, and our leading uh, receiver ended up being Chris Jackson, which is great because that means that someone else is being able to step up when defenses we know will be queued in on Pickens just because right. it's a matchup nightmare. Right, right, right. So, right. So with that in mind, I think we have a we just have to have a solid run game going into this game. I think last year we were able to squeak out a very defensively minded competition and just really kind of stale offense too as a mixture of both. But with that in mind, like we, I think it was 140 yards we got rushing last year that I think just kind of made the difference and helped us kind of control the pace of the game. So I feel like my magic number here is 160 yards rushing. I think we have to get around that number because I do believe that Auburn has enough weapons and enough offensive talent to at least get a few scores on the board. So I I think that we can control the pace of the game and get some running yards going. I see that being just tremendous for us. That in mind, the QB situation is kind of a question mark. Stetson Bennett, like you mentioned, was second behind only Mac Jones. He's likely to get the start, I think. You know, he is a fourth-year guy. He's a, a redshirt junior, I believe. 
You know, he's mobile-ish, he's accurate, he's not much of a deep threat, but I think he can move the ball, and I think that's who we'll end up going with. I would not be surprised, though, if all three quarterbacks touch the field. Do you have any uh, comment on the QB situation? Uh, in, my, in my opinion, I think it would be wise for Kirby to ride the hot hand. I mm. don't see why not. Now, you you always have JT Daniels, you always have Dwan Mathis, Um mm. To, to rotate in if you need to, whether it's after the first quarter or halftime. I think Kirby's finally learned that it's it's okay to kind of rotate a little bit and see who has the chemistry. I think Stetson Bennett earned earned some points with the offense last year, so we'll we'll see how it goes. Yeah, so here's my magic question. How many quarterbacks touch the field on Saturday for Georgia? Uh, yeah. Will you give me over-under two? Over-under two? Yeah, over-under two. I'm – I'm, I'm going over. <laughs> you're going over. I guess the better. I guess it would be better to say 1.5. That way, I would go over because I think we're going to see two. Um, just again, I think Kevin Steele. He's going to bring some blitzes. Going to shake Stetson yeah. Bennett. up, which may make us make a change or vice versa with JT Daniels. I think it's going to be rough early on, and then we'll get settled in. So, cool, good deal. Well. My thing is, I, I see this game as coming down to a few offensive playmakers, and we know Todd Munkin likes to run his offense around the players, not necessarily plays. So with that in mind, I feel like George Pickens, Darnell Washington, and James Cook are the game breakers that I've written down for this. I feel like they're just matchup nightmares for any defense, given that we probably will need to rely on some of our offensive weapons I mean, you know, who knows? We might be talking Monday about filling a blank quarterback and 400 yards passing. I would love that. But with that in mind, I feel like, you know, we will need to find creative ways to get our star athletes the ball. And I feel like uh, those guys I just mentioned are really just difference makers that could and should be included in any offensive game plan. Finished by saying that last year we got shut out in the fourth quarter and it really put a lot of pressure on our defense, and it wasn't until like a last-minute kind of uh, heroic sack, I feel like. Wasn't that – I believe that's right. That yeah, right. That, yeah, it was a sack. I want to say it was – I want to say it was Aziz Ojolari. It might have been Nolan yeah. Smith, but yeah, I, feel that, like, I feel like it might have been Aziz. I, I'm not sure. Okay. Well, you know, we, we put a lot of pressure on the defense, and while that is great when we have a defense like we have, ultimately we want to go out there and do a job on offense. So I hope, like one thing I just say, you know, we just can't lay another goose egg in the fourth quarter, especially considering what we're up against in Auburn, getting more uh, high-powered offense by by the year. I feel like. Well, is this Bo Nix's is his sophomore year? This is his sophomore year, so I, okay. I definitely expect him to take a step forward, similar to how Nick Prom did. But I'm gonna, I won't call it playing devil's advocate, and I'm gonna try to back up. Well, I'm gonna kind of refute. I don't think this is gonna be like last year. Now, with that said, I want to give some evidence. So kind of looking back at the game that Auburn played against Kentucky. Now, the deep, on the defensive side, Bo Nix is going to be an, uh, a problem. He, he's a good quarterback. I expect him to play well. Now, apparently Auburn has slightly opened up their passing game. Chad Morris is now calling the plays versus um, the head coach, uh, uh, Malzahn, calling the plays, which I think will help them. But from what I saw in the Kentucky game, they, they haven't really stretched it vertically. 
they've just incorporated a little bit more intermediate routes. Now, Seth Williams is going to be their star wide receiver. They've been raving about this guy since before the season, and uh, I think the kid is a baller. Unfortunately, our secondary is tops in the nation, so I'm not really stressing it. Does he want, does he want to be press coverage? Does he want to be zoned with the safety, which is a count over him, or, or Stevenson over the top, or a linebacker underneath? Either way, they have one weapon on the offense outside of Bo Nix, and that's not going to yeah. get it done. Looking back at their um, stats against Kentucky, they have, they have no running game. They have no carry on Johnson. They have, you, they're, all, they're like us. They always have a solid running game and at least one go-to back. They do not have that this year. So looking back at the stats versus Kentucky, Kentucky had more total yards, more passing yards, and more rushing yards than Auburn, but Kentucky had three turnovers, and that's a recipe to lose a game. And right. just to give you a discrepancy in the rushing yards, Kentucky had 145. Auburn had 91 rushing yards. Now, for those of you guys who tune in regularly and pay attention, our run defense is going to end up – last year was tops in the nation. It's even better this year. If you can't run for 100 yards on Kentucky, you're not going to come to Athens and, and do that. So, uh, again, you look at the lineup, and you'll see when we play. Auburn really does not have their, their normal supporting cast, even on the offensive line. They are breaking in four new offensive linemen, and against this defense, that will be costly. You're not going to be able to run the ball, and this will drastically affect, uh, again, not just the run game, but Bo Nix's time in the pocket. So, you know, looking back at those few things, it may not carry over, but I think the only thing you have to go off of is the games played. I don't think they're going to be as explosive because they don't have the players. Defense is going to do its thing. And as we mentioned on offense, they can't, they can't key on our offense. They still have big, big cat Bryant down there on the, on the line. They have uh, a pretty good linebacker. I can't remember his name. Um, he was their leading tackler last, uh, last game. I expect him to show up. But what do you stop? You're not going to stop our three, four running backs in a running game. Our offensive line is better than yours. We can throw it to our tight ends, our slot receivers, our outside receivers. And I really think when we get to Saturday, people are going to pick a lot of Auburn, a lot of Auburn, a lot of Auburn. I think we're really going to get to make a statement. So outside of the turnovers, for whatever reason, I feel good about this game on Saturday. <laughs> a lot better than I normally do going into the Auburn game. And I think essentially – we're, we're going to leave no doubt. I think this really pushes our season yeah. forward. We've got to get the quarterback situation figured out, but I think this will give us a lot of momentum as we move towards that big Alabama game. But first things first, um, that's what I saw looking at the stats against Kentucky, and we'll see if it plays out in Athens, Georgia tomorrow. I think it will. I think it will. Uh, I think, you know, what you're saying just about Georgia's defense, I think it's we can get pressure on Bo Nix, you know, these mobile quarterbacks, the guys that are able to kind of stretch the field. If you can kind of hit them in the chin early, as the old schoolers might say, you know, I think that really sets a tone for how the defensive game is going to go. And I feel, I feel like if we are able to let some of these guys who, you know, I'm, I'm yet for, let, let me just put it this way. There hasn't been a game yet where, the potential has been met on the defensive rushing side of the of the talks. So if we can get the blitz going and get like a few sacks and be dominant there, because we have the potential to do that. 
And it's I think it it's it might take that if our offense struggles like it very well might, unfortunately. Yeah, it might. <laughs> you know? it, might. It, it might. So so I'm expecting and I'm keyed in and I'm very hopeful as a fan and just as someone who knows football to see those positions in the defensive line uh, take over for Georgia because I feel like, you know, it's it's I think it's theirs to take over and I think if they can if they can be dominant in that area of the game, I really think that that's just going to be the ultimate difference maker. Um, and because I, I think Georgia eventually will be able to get points on the board, it's just a matter of how dominant can we be on defense. Um, yeah, yeah. My, you know. I would say the goal is to make Auburn one-dimensional, take away the mm-hmm. run, make them throw, which is a strength on our defense as well. Um, and then really start to pick them apart. Wait for the offense to get, wait for the offense to pick up. And I'm really the thing about Auburn too is like it's not just another football game. There's always you know coach speak going on through the week. You know, Gus Malzahn saying we, we're the most talented, you know, team in the SEC, and he'll say the same thing as Kirby said yeah. week after week after week. So, and Kirby, Kirby's got a he's got a little extra energy when it comes to Gus Malzahn. I guess his time in Alabama, he's he's really enjoyed busting his head, and he's had his head busted a couple times. So, I think he his energy leaks over to the defense, and that's where the game stops uh, stops for Auburn and starts for us. So, looking for a big win. And uh, in, in the deep south, oldest rivalry uh, again and again. I'll take it. Absolutely. Yeah, I feel like this is an interesting game. We at one point in the year. I mean, did you think we were for sure going to have this game? I mean, I feel like I feel like we no, talked about this. I didn't. No, I didn't. Yeah, I wasn't it's, if we we're going to have it. You know, so it's it's been up in the air only three times in history since uh, this game started. And the last time being uh, 1943, have we not played? And there's been a few seasons uh, we've played them twice. So right. it's like a war, a pandemic that stops this game from being played. Yes, and interesting fact: one year, uh, I think it was 1897, Georgia actually had a player die, unfortunately, horribly, and that they did not play the rest of the season. They just disbanded as a team. And that was the wow. Another exception. Other other times it was mutually uh, exclusive. So I think technically four times. But so we're playing. We're playing, and we've played five times in the month of October. Traditionally, this game is played in November, like Chido was saying. We are three and two in the month of October. So let's take it to four and two. Let's uh, get another bulldog win and take it to a four game streak and take this series lead up to sixty one, fifty six and eight. Dogs. <laughs> Love it. I'm going 31. Dogs on top. Uh, what am I going to give Auburn? Let's see. I'll give um. I'll go 31, 17. 31, 17 score. Yeah. Okay. Let's see. I'll go uh. 38. 10. Again. This one's going to be great for momentum. Uh, Super pumped for Saturday. Can't wait to get this W uh, and get back with you guys on the recap. That's right. The dogs. You know what it is. Dogs off the leash. Off the leash. I do it for the dogs.